Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. Good morning, Eastern North Carolina. Happy Friday and welcome back to another episode of the Nine on Your Side Morning Brew. I'm Kelly Hunter, the morning news editor. And I'm Ford Sanders, the morning news reporter. Julianne Dell, morning news anchor. Alex Wasilenko, Morning Edition Meteorologist. And we hope you all had a safe and fun 4th of July weekend. You got to get out in the sun, enjoy some nice outdoor activities. Mm -hmm. And now it's the end of a week, about to start a weekend. And it's actually, y'all, the best week ever (laughs) of the summer. (laughs) Because it is Shark Week 2021. Oh, the best. The best. So this year's Shark Week kicked off with quite a few uh, celebrities. They had Tiffany Haddish, Dr. Pimple Popper, Brad Paisley... (laughs) David Dobrik actually kicked off Shark Week on Monday night, and they have the Mecca Shark and many, many more celebrities and just people and lots and lots of sharks, all the sharks you can imagine. (laughs) With Shark Week being here, um, UNC is actually doing some research down here, and the UNC Institute of Marine Sciences is currently tracking the sharks in our state, and they've been doing so for the past, I'd say, 50 years. So the scientists are currently studying what sharks are in our waters and where they're going. They share the data with other research agencies so they can better understand and manage waterways. And the researchers say that while there's a lot of talk surrounding shark attacks, they haven't actually seen a substantial increase in the amount of attacks over the past couple years. So that's good to know because with Shark Week, they mostly mm-hmm. just like to talk about the attacks and that makes everybody scared. Well, and Alex, you mean, I feel like I was talking to Zoe about this. I was looking, mm-hmm. I can't remember the website, but there's a map and yes. it shows like the sharks. I feel like there was like, kind of a lot. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Carolina Coast. I wouldn't be surprised because even the water temperatures right yeah. now, right around 82 degrees off the Crystal Coast, more in the upper 70s along the Outer Banks. So perfect swimming conditions yeah. for those sharks <laughs> just offshore and warm enough waters too. But that, of course, is the negative aspect of it, being on the lookout for sharks when you're at the beach and whatnot. But finding shark teeth, though, that's another cool aspect to shark season and shark week itself, I think. There is actually a little boy in South Carolina who found a once in a lifetime find of a megalodon <gasps> shark tooth. Isn't that like the rare one? That's like yeah, a like super huge about? shark. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're saying it's one of the oldest descendant sharks. OMG. Yeah, so that's that's pretty awesome. The shark tooth itself is huge, so the boy plans on turning it into a necklace. I don't know about y'all, but I definitely had a couple shark necklaces as a kid growing up. Well, only one spot from the store, though, because my luck just didn't pan out that way. (laughs) (laughs) On the topic of the beach and sharks, um, there's also a problem going on right now with the tampering and destroying of sea turtle nests. Mm -mm. So since the 4th of July weekend, they have had two out of the 18 nests that they currently have blocked off on the beach. They've been tampered with. And what I didn't realize when it comes to sea turtles is that they are so protected and you can get in a lot of trouble for messing with them. That is something I never knew. Yeah, when you go down to places such as Emerald Isle, they have the dunes marked off with flags and folks are trying to be extra cautious too. But it only takes one person to ruin a nesting season. So certainly I I know that authorities in Emerald Isle are looking for information about who may have caused the disruption down there. And there was a lot of littering over the 4th of July weekend too. And so that's being taken into consideration too. Don't throw any junk out onto the dunes where turtles may be nesting. We're trying to save our turtle population. It's so important here in Eastern North Carolina and something that uh, quite honestly puts our coast on the map. So let's do the best we can to, to watch out and be vigilant, if you will, when we go to the coast and watch out for our sea turtle friends. So lucky if you get to see 
those yeah. hatchlings at any point, mm-hmm. or if you get to see a sea turtle, I will never understand people's the urge same. to, yeah, destroy a turtle nest. Like, just no. I like watching why. them swim on down to the ocean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Have you seen it, really, in and, person? And no on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I'd love to see it in person someday. On a really Shark Week cool. commercial. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But for anybody who does see somebody messing with any of the um, nesting sites, or if you have heard of anybody doing anything they shouldn't be, you can report it to 911. And the consequences of harming a sea turtle nest is that you can pay up to $50,000 as well as serve up to a year of jail time. That's so, good that there's consequences like and that. And there so. should be. There yeah. should be a yeah. serious consequence for a serious offense, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Not just a slap on the wrist, right. but a, a hefty, hefty fine because there's no, not yeah. $50,000 <laughs> no, to spare at any point in time. So, yeah, so make some true. smart decisions when you go down to the coast this year. In other news, the Kids Blue Marlin Tournament actually kicked off yesterday on July 15th. It's a three-day nonprofit full-release fishing tournament. Tournament, and it promotes sport fishing in the next generation of anglers and gives back to Eastern North Carolina children's charities. I love this because actually when we were down there covering the, you know, the big, big rock tournament, mm-hmm. kind of the main event, we talked about some of the nonprofits that they support. They also work with companies like Salvation Army and things like that. So really awesome to see these kids get out there and not only just the kids, but seeing that it's children's charities as well. Right. It's so cool to see the bigger picture of it all. So it actually says that part of Big Rock's mission is to promote marine education and sports fishing throughout Carter. County and the state of North Carolina. So what better way to do that than spark the interest in our next generation? And what do y'all think about it? I think it's so cool that they're kind of getting these kids involved. Yeah. Sure. I have good memories of going fishing with my dad when I was younger. So I think, you mm. know, it's, it's fun for kids to have those memories yeah. to do that and then look back on it. Um, but also, like you said, for it, it's for charity. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, the Boys and that? Girls Club of the Coastal Plains, it looks like it benefits yeah. the most and they help out with over 1,300 at-risk and in-need children. So certainly a great tournament for a great cause and it just builds on all the hype and excitement of the Big Rock Blue Marlin tournament from earlier this year as Ford had mentioned so lots of exciting things happening down in Moorhead City and a great turnout I mean 58 boats mm-hmm. so far 178 anglers so yeah. that's really awesome for the first time tournament so that that's yes. definitely a good record to set and it's just hopefully going to climb from there and there yeah, as the years showing go some on true promise right. that's for sure just so you all know anglers of all ages are encouraged to fish so if you're a little bit young or a little bit on the older side all are welcome you Feel got free. it Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you're looking for another fun thing to do this summer, the Duke Lemur Center is home to the world's largest and most diverse collection of lemurs in the world outside of Madagascar. So at the Duke Lemur Center, they have over 240 different kinds of lemurs. And lemurs currently, you can only find them on the island of Madagascar, which is on the east coast of Africa. Okay, so the cartoon, literally, is where I see lemurs. I'm laughing at that. Yeah, I just got triggered. (laughs) (laughs) I just posted a meme on my Facebook page the other day that had a picture of Madagascar, the country, with the different faces, like a sad face, happy face, and it said, um, Sadagascar, Madagascar. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even think and about that. And then the last image was of like a fuel gauge in a car, and it said Adagascar. <laughs> oh my god, and if you're happy, it's Gladagascar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's the first thing I thought of. Obviously unrelated, but so, yeah. going back to the lemur story, though, I mean, it's so darn cool because when we ran the story on Morning Edition earlier in the week, I had no clue that lemurs' eyes are so many different colors. Orange, oh. yellow, blue. Mm-hmm. They are some really they neat They don't need animals. colored contacts. Okay. No, <laughs> no, yeah. It's um, really cool to go see them and right down right. the road here. Yeah. 
The Duke Lemur Summer is really cool. I actually went on a field trip when I was in middle school and we went there and mm. they had a, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of different lemurs. I mean, yeah, it says right here that there's, you know, today at least there's 80 distinct species of lemurs in Madagascar. And this was also cool. Speaking of their eyes, another cool feature, smallest being two inches tall and the largest being over three. I know, right? Like that's yeah. literally like pocket <laughs> size. And then the largest being over three feet tall and 20 pounds. So that wow. is like... A big stretch. Yeah, it is. <laughs> My goodness. A very wide range, and depending on the species of lemur, it depends on what they eat, too. Some like to eat leaves, some will eat dirt, some will eat fruit, and some will eat insects. So I thought that was really cool, too, that all their dietary needs change based off of their species kind. Yeah, and the in the bigger picture, if I remember correctly, too, is that, of course, with species in, in the wild dying off and becoming endangered, that this is kind of a fallback plan in case that happens with lemurs out in the wild, that they now have a sanctuary here in the Tar Heel State that if they need to breed lemurs or get them back on their feet, so to speak, they can do that right here in True. North Carolina. So that's that's great news there. That's a good point. Yeah, they're not mm -hmm. just for our entertainment to look yes. at them. I think they're so cute. This yeah. Is, yeah, they're doing it for to benefit the population. That's the right. The lemur population. Mm -hmm. And bringing it back here in town to Greenville, we actually have something really cool that I covered um, yesterday. It's called Sunday in the Park. The first one back, so actually with the pandemic, they kind of explained it. I talked to Patricia Tyndall. She's with the Greenville um, um, Recreation and Parks Department, and she explained that it was kind of like a, like a modified. So they're saying that this is really the first one back since pre-pandemic um, activities. And what it is, is you got live music every single Sunday evening. This mm. weekend is the British Invasion. They're going to kind of do the Beatles and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it happens every Sunday at Town Common from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Food trucks available as well. And something really cool that I really, really love is that nonprofits are going to also be there. So they have a beer and wine garden. Nice. And um, so, yeah, nonprofits get to get involved and kind of help out with that. I'm assuming, obviously, some of the proceeds will go to those. So just a really good event. Just a couple weeks ago, last week, 4th of July, it was packed. So yeah, yes. that was kind of like the catalyst to make sure that they can get people back and to see how well that went. They're really, really looking forward to this. So, And hopefully weather's going to look pretty good for this first one. They did mention that they'll update those. So. Yeah, yeah. The weather this weekend looking a bit wishy-washy for that mm. first, and I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but we have some <laughs> hey, more. facts are facts. Yeah, they are, and we got to prepare for it and plan for the worst when it comes to a cold front that's probably going to be moving through Sunday with some strong to severe storms and heavy rainfall. The timing of it is a bit uncertain and the fine-tuned details aren't all that clear yet, so we'll keep a close eye on it, but at the very least, if you're going to head out to that event on Sunday, maybe packing up the umbrella, keeping a close eye on the schedule or any announcements that may come from it going to be super important. The police department is hosting a camp each week to give students the chance to learn about their local law enforcement while soaking up the summer fun. So right now they are currently halfway through the PAC team summer camp, and this is where kids will learn the ins and outs of a police station. They'll get to interact and meet their local leaders while also having fun and playing games and going on field trips. The um, summer camp is currently full for the rest of this summer, but they will be back at the end of the next school year. So if your child is interested, be sure to go and check it out and be on the lookout for it as it will be coming up. Not anytime soon, but as we get closer towards the end of the upcoming school year. And moving into space from New Bern, we actually are going to talk about the Virgin Galactic Suborbital Test Flight. Guys, this is so cool. Seeing yes. things with SpaceX, Virgin, all of this stuff is really cool. Richard Branson actually earned his astronaut wings after a flight that lasted about 10 minutes. And for y'all that don't know, he is the CEO of Virgin Galactic, and he's going to become the first person to go to space in his own rocket. So that's like pretty intense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but basically, that um, he earned his astronaut wings because he was able to pass the test of three minutes of weightlessness, almost 50 
55 miles high at 2300 miles per hour. So also wow. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is scheduled to fly to space on his company's rocket next Tuesday. I think his brother's going with him on that one too. Yep. Yeah. What are y'all? Oh my gosh. This is like insane. What are y'all? Are y'all going no, to space? Oh my gosh. Uh, no. <laughs> After I make my first million, maybe. <laughs> right? no, I, mean, I think this is all really, really so cool. Um, one of the most awesome parts I think about that story was just seeing Richard Branson's right. excitement and how honored he felt yes. to have earned his wings. That is he awesome. Was, yeah, trying to do for so long. Personally, mm. I get nervous flying. <laughs> sort of think about yeah. going all the way up you to the edge of space. <laughs> I'm so glad to see that these are all working out so well right. and so safe, mm -hmm. but it scares me. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun to watch though from Earth. Yeah, I think is. watching the webcam and the live stream right. inside of the rocket as all the the passengers, including Richard Branson, were up there, and it, I felt like when I was watching it, Richard Branson just kind of sat there and really thoroughly enjoyed it, and then in the background, all the other passengers were like floating around yeah. and taking full <laughs> advantage of the weightlessness. It was. It was really funny. Richard Branson kind of came off to me as like the babysitter and then all the kids in the background <laughs> floating like, around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great to see. And then, of course, the safe landing, too. And another interesting part about this, you guys, the spaceship took off from what seemed to be like an aircraft, like an airplane kind of mm -hmm. craft and not a runway, shoot yeah. straight up from oh, the, the tarmac. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, yeah so, <gasps> yeah, breaking barriers oh. in, in more ways than just one with that space flight. Very well, that's cool a good point because I, since I didn't know that at all, that's... Interesting to know that, like, since that technology is now available, we could just take off like a plane yeah, and be in yeah, space. Yeah, so. it took yeah. right off the tarmac, and then from the airplane, the craft That's itself awesome. shot right into outer space. It was really cool. Wow. That is cool. Speaking of actually taking off, in Russia, they're currently testing one of the first flying cars. This flying car is officially in the prototype stage. So it's a dual-mode car aircraft, and it has already test test drove or test flown, not sure mm. which one you want to say, <laughs> more than 40 hours, which is about a day and a half of test flights, completing steep 45-degree turns. So this car slash plane can reach altitudes of 8,200 feet, which is about the height of Mount St. Helens, and it can go up to 118 miles per hour. Mm. This is cool, too, because... Or like outside of Russia, I was telling you earlier, um, Dayton, Ohio is also leading up a lot of stuff here in America on mm -hmm. flying cars. So really cool stuff. So what I really like about it is that it actually kind of looks like a Lamborghini, and it, <laughs> but it has wings it that sporty. go out. Yeah. yeah, and then the oh, wings geez. come in to collapse so the vehicle can drive on the road without yeah. you taking everybody out in the lanes next to you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it is about that that scares me a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> would you own this one? I would consider something like that, maybe because right. I can drive it. True. Yeah. But Ford and I were talking, we were like, how would you take off? Like, you can't just be on the, <laughs> on the highway. <laughs> I bet there's going to be specialty, you know. So, for example, really quickly, Tesla has their little um, tunnels down in California that Tesla owners can drive and do that. So, I'm assuming if there's flying cars, there'd be a yeah. lot of legalities with it, pull yeah. off areas. Like a carpool lane yeah. for yeah. taking off. Carpool lane, literally, no, literally for taking off. Yeah. Seeing someone yeah, take I'll off like on 264, just like yeah. real casual. I think it begs the question, too, what's going to happen with the, the airplane industry? Industry, what's going to oh happen gosh. with the commercial airplane industry mm -hmm. if people at some point down the yeah. line are going to be able to easily access a flying car? Some interesting yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. I guess it all just comes down to how easily affordable are they going to make True. this because I don't see them making it very cheap. And before we wrap up this episode, people in Raleigh were, had quite the incident on Tuesday night as they discovered that there was a baby bear, a cub, stuck in one of the trees at the UNC Rex Hospital. And so to get this cub down, they went and bought jelly donuts and they placed <laughs> the jelly donuts and sardines 
down at the bottom in hopes that the bear would come down (laughs) from the tree and leave. And the plan worked because around midnight, the bear came down, ate some of the jelly donuts, and then decided he was done with the hospital. (laughs) Wait, I love it. It's super cute. I totally get him. (laughs) I just, I understand. They were waving those jelly donuts (laughs) and those sardines, and he said, you know what? Y'all aren't too bad. (laughs) No, yeah, they they were speaking. They were calling to him. He was like, look, this is is a five-course meal. (laughs) But with that being said, the North Carolina Wildlife Resources Commission has said that this is the time of year where male cubs tend to leave their mothers, so it's not uncommon to see black bears moving around wooded areas alone. So with that being said, you know, watch your kids when they go out to play. Just be cautious that there might be more critters than there normally are. All right, y'all have a wonderful Friday and make it a good weekend, and we will see you all next week. Thank you all.